Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of All About Tech. This is episode two. I've got my two trusty, shady people sitting near me, or next to me, or on me, or whatever they feel like doing. I don't know. That's kind of disgusting. It has connotations. We won't go into that. This is a clean podcast. Yeah. I think we uh, decided about whether it's clean or not last week. Yeah. All right. As you probably may have heard, or seen, or whatever, it's Tim Evans right next to me. Hey, everybody. It's Tim <laughs> Evans here. We're coming in live from Nathan's house. And uh, thanks to a lovely program called Ventrilo, we have Greg Swellwell. Howdy. <laughs> yep, that's the Greg man, the number the, cruncher. The miracles of technology Yo. these days. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. Ah, you got to love it. Um, well, we've got lots to talk about this uh, week, so let's get this episode underway. And um, without further ado... This is all about tech. All about tech. All about tech. Techie, techie, techie. All about tech. Well, um, here we are after a creative introduction. It's our new intro for All About Tech. That's what's going to happen from now on. Now that we've got three people, we're actually going to talk about some good topics. Um, we've got a nice lineup today, so yeah. um, Tim, you want to start? Uh, start well, the lineup we have today, as we said in last episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the Blu-ray, the new Blu-ray disc, which uh, is a pretty interesting topic with the, you know, the just amazing, like storage capacity of the things. Uh, we're going to be talking about the crappiness or non-crappiness of dual core, and we have today here our very own dual core owner, Greg. And I'm sure he'll be very outspoken about that topic, will you, Greg? Um, what do you mean? You know exactly what I mean, you sly bastard. Ah, dual cores, you gotta love them. <laughs> Shut up about dual cores. Anyway, we're proud single core owners here, right? It's just like being a single parent, you have your good days and you have your bad days. <laughs> You are, yes, it's, dual, owning a dual core is like being a dual parent. <laughs> no, no, no. Owning a dual core yeah. is like having. Everyone's awesome. Dual core is like a marriage, man. All right, they're always fighting. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, and enough of our, our little bickering. See, that's what three people gives you different opinions. It's amazing how that works out. It's um, way. Yes, it is. Not. Uh, in it, we are going to have our spec speculation topic to uh, today. We will be speculating the awesomeness of Ghost, which I'm sure everyone is very readily looking forward to. I uh, hear she's quite a looker. Yeah, Starcraft Ghost, that is. Yes, my partner in crime reminded me of that. And um, we we're going to touch on Super Smash Brothers just because there's been one on you know. N64 cube, so we're just expecting on the rev there will be one. Um, we're going to have a look in on the new next-gen controllers, so compare them against each other. We did touch on that last episode, but, um, you know, well, we just want to delve into it because it is a very interesting topic around the campfire. But right now... Very controversial one, too. <laughs> yes, it is. But right now, we are going to go straight into a topic we just discovered right then having a look around our, our beautiful Firefox, get Firefox, reclaim the internet. Um, it's a new site, I believe, Google Romance. 
Hmm. Well, that's oh, at yeah. least it's, it's some help for us three, that's for sure. And many million tech heads out there who just sit there lonely at night and thinking about a life that could be possibly better than it already is. What do you have to say, Greg? Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. We all know you're desperate. <laughs> Um, so Greg, yeah. have you recently logged on to Google Romance? No, 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 I'm not going to go with that. Alright, um, well, basically, Google Romance, um, is a flashy-looking Google site that has a nice-looking blurb that aims to bag you out possibly as much as you can about going onto a dating site. Um, <laughs> think of it as just well. like another... Sorry? And it's... Yeah... It tastes lame. <laughs> it is pretty lame. Um, very, of, very lame website. Well, you think of it as, an, as an, just another one of those dating websites, you know, where you post your picture and you, like, you know, flirt with emoticons or whatever the hell you feel like. I don't know. I mean, they you so think bad. it's so corny. You know, usually with these dating websites, they put their most attractive, you know, people on it. But... All I see here is this guy with acne scars and this girl with, you know, false teeth in. It's terrible. I mean, what, yep, look... Jimmy is wrong. Use, user A, finally I found my soulmate. Thanks, Google Romance. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's all... That's all that is all the evidence I need. Online bank testimonial. Oh, that just makes me want to run out and and just log on to Google Romance, doesn't it? Yeah, until I met user A. What? That is all the testimony I need, my friend. I am going on to Google Romance. I'm going in there, and I'm going to get myself some women. No, seriously, I have enough women, but... um, No, this it's it's a pretty crappy site, but we just felt like talking about it because we were so cracking ourselves up. It's... It's got a little... It's basically set out like a search engine for romance. Okay, get this. In the corner, it's got romance help. It's even got a little thing that says, post multiple profiles with a bulk upload file, you sleaze. (laughs) I mean, what the hell? Yes. I think we're on a bit of a Google attack moment here, but you've got to admit, Google has been very adventurous with the types of things they're entering lately. You know, you've got all your... But yep, they sure have. But they've really, really done a lot of work on Google Maps. I mean, that is expanded dramatically. I mean, you've got, you can look on there and look at maps of, of Mars now. They're amazing. They're really, really cool. What? Google.com. Yeah, Google.com slash Mars. Type it in. And, um... Wait, I'm going to look at that. And you got Google.com slash romance is just another adventure of Google. Um, I personally, uh, I would actually another misadventure. <laughs> well, personally, I would much rather Google Romance over something as crappy as the Google Pack. You guys probably don't know what that is, though. Do you? MSN. Um, the Google Pack it was sucks. yeah. MSN does suck. That's a debate for another topic. <laughs> well, we could go into that, but um, maybe we should. Well, um, Google Pack <laughs> though. Episode. Google Pack was this this pack of just cruddy software that Google decided to to reward its its fabulous array of users with the worst coded software they possibly could or stuff that they could already get free. And um, hey, you know who Google reminds me of? Microsoft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. oh, seriously, people are talking about a Google operating system. I I can, I can just see Google oh becoming the next God. Microsoft. Just That's- wait for it. That's crazy. That that is my tip for the next three years. Google except, releasing an except OS. Except the uh, the OS will permanently be a beta. 
<laughs> Far out. It's hold on. Is Gmail still That's better? True. I have to check that. No. Nah. Is it is it still better? I don't think it is. Actually, have to let go. No. Uh, yeah, it's still better. It's still better. Well, what does that what? show for you? Are you serious? Yeah. No joke. Okay. That's that's Google for you. Oh, I see it there, right underneath the uh, I and the L. That's the one. Gmail. Yeah. Right there. Right. But um, this just back on the Google Romance for a second. It's set up like a search engine with a little Google Romance thing. Search Google Romance. I mean, what in blazes? If I wanted to get any romance of Google, I wouldn't be using Google Romance. I'd be using Google Images, but let's not delve into that <laughs> on our Clean Tag podcast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about okay, all we have. anyway. Does anyone else think that that's about all we can milk out of Google Romance for the moment? Wait, wait, wait. wait. There's just one more thing. When you think about love, it's just another search problem. And we've thought about it a lot. Google Romance yep, is our solution. I can't believe they bothered to trademark that. Google Romance. And, 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 get this. Google Romance is a place where you can... Okay, Google Romance, TM, is a place where you can post all types of romantic information and using our soulmate search, TM... They trademarked soulmate search. Yes, they did. Get nice. back search results that could, in theory... That's lame. ...include the love of your life. Then again, in theory... Communism might work. <laughs> then we'll send you what both on a, on a, and this is trademark two, contextual date. What does contextual even freaking mean? <laughs> the date is in the context. Uh, no I got an idea. How about we look up contextual on Google Dictionary? Oh, that'd be so good. There'll probably, okay. there'll probably be a link going to contextual dates and then Google Romance. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Contextual date, which we'll pay for while delivering to you relevant ads that we and our advertising partners think will help produce the dating results you're looking for. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We send you on this contextual date, and then we send you ads about other possible dates that you could go on. Oh, come on. You, well, you've got to give them a break. They've got to earn their money somehow. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Hey, guys. So, uh... Hold on a sec. What am I looking up? <laughs> Oh, uh, you don't have to look up anything. We're just joking around about that. Uh, just a... Uh, oh, but... I'm on it. Okay, look up look up contextual on Google Dictionary. And while he's doing... Probably have, probably have the most romantic hopes in Google. Oh, probably uh, have some mushy oh, statement. Oh. What, what does it okay, say? Okay, guys, here we go. Num- number one, hackers, hits, and chats. And e-commerce and marketing. That's it. Wow, that was so interesting. <laughs> Let us put it this way: Google Romance sucks. In one word, what would you guys give it out of one uh, out of ten? I I pretty much give it a two. Um, minus numbers. Minus numbers. Well, I don't think you can get any more negative than absolute zero. <laughs> Okay, just, I think I'm making an announcement here today. Yes, I am. A new topic we will have every episode for those people out there. We shall rate a new webpage we find. That is a really good idea, every yes. Week. 
a new web page every Great. week. A new site. We'll rate it out of one, out of ten, and we'll discuss it, and we'll bag it, or we'll we'll praise it. Yes. I mean, yeah. There's been plenty of cruddy sites that have turned out to be very good ones, though. So we'll come back in like I don't know a couple of weeks, and we'll see what Google Romance is up to, or whether how much it's changed. Just like Dig.com. Uh, sites like dig dot com or or YouTube or shadyindustries.co.nr. Uh, don't talk about. It. I hate that site. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm joking, by the way, guys. In case you guys didn't know, that's that's actually our site. <laughs> so, um, in case you guys haven't listened to the first podcast, I mean, it was so interesting. Yes, very very interesting, and pity we pity it isn't and a video because you see me like strangling myself by the collar. So. Um, okay, what's and our second the, topic? Um, and the, uh, weights with a LAN cable. Ah, oh, terrible joke, that one. Terrible, terrible joke. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> I should be a stand-up. Okay, um... Yeah, but it was alright. I think we will, just to, uh, just to move on now, uh, Google Romance, yes, very funny, but linking romance... Lame. Well, as we were saying before, single cause... There's lots of romance there. You can go out with anyone you want, but dual cause, that's marriage. That's harsh. Let's talk about dual cause for a bit. Um, oh, great. Nathan, what do you Here have you to say on this topic? I'd just like to hear your thoughts about it. Well, um, what else is there to say? Single cause, I've been using them all my life. They work. They've had a lot of experience, background behind them. The companies make churn out good single core processes with great results. And you see, you know... A lot of single core is dropping dramatically in price because the technology is unfortunately becoming outdated by some second-rate chips, which they like to call dual cores. And I am really not a fan of dual cores. I'm just sorry. I'm. Um, I think they're you know they're great and all when you have an operating system that that can support them. But in terms of today, I would not recommend rushing out and buying a dual core. The only thing I would say in praise to a dual core at the moment is that yes. It's driving down the prices of single cores for L cheapers like me. But let's ask someone who actually has a dual core for their opinion. Greg, what do you think of dual core processes? Well, you see, mine was like, mm, I was like on a half price. So it's alright, but if it's like heaps, heaps extra for, for one of them, I reckon, yeah, just have a, just have a, yeah, more one. See, what what would you vote for? Would you go sing- dual core or single core? If money was absolutely no issue, what would you be your vote? Well, if it's an if it's an Athlon FX, then I'd have to vote single core. But if it isn't, then I'd most likely have to vote. With dual core. What do you think, Tim? Um, well, you know, like, I just don't really see the point of dual cores. I mean, what are you going to do with, uh, without, like, an OS that's going to run it? Uh, run a 64-bit, you know, processor? Um, uh... I haven't heard of any speed increases or anything like that from it. I mean, I'm sure that if if we tried overclocking uh, Nathan's computer here, we could probably reach speeds that uh, our friend Greg's dual core gets. I mean, at the moment, with the price of it, you know, it's it's just not worth it. 
and even when Vista does come out and you have 64-bit, I don't know um, how, you know, how much of a good choice it will be uh, to buy them then even, you know. Well, it's just... You can still grab, you can still, you know, run out to the shops and grab your 64-bit of um, Windows XP. It's just that the only problem with Windows XP is it doesn't come bundled with it. It's, it's quite a lot extra. It's not cheap. And I mean, the, you know, the outlay of that, of that money is, is like not worth it. You, there's barely any <coughs> improvement in performance from 64-bit. But in terms of dual core, it, de- it really depends. I mean, um, it depends whether you've got an Intel or an AMD for a start because their architectures are remarkably different. You mean, you have your AMD where it, you know, I'm pretty sure it, it programmatically splits tasks between the two cores, whereas Intel has a completely different structure of, um, of, uh, on-core memory anyway. And, and it, it, I find the Intel's nowhere near performance wise that the, that the AMD's churn out, but, in terms of dual core, I really don't see that they have anything on single cores. I mean, you could go out and pick up a Pentium 4 at Stream Edition from the shops for what? Like 400 bucks, same price, if not less than a dual core. This is Australian dollars, and in case any of our American dollars are wondering, uh, in case any of our American viewers are wondering why. Our American money makers. Yes, are wondering us, why it's so expensive. Uh, just uh, mail to uh, com. Don't go to that site. It's probably really bad. It's parental guidance recommended. Hmm. Let's have a look at it, shall we? <laughs> Greg, do you have to take everything literally? Actually, yes. Look it up. <laughs> anyway, um, like yeah, like Nathan was saying. So, just for anyone who maybe is like I don't know, is is trying to decide our opinion, and from someone. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. Brave it's news. an actual website. What's on it? Okay. Firstly, it says, give us all your money. And it says, name on card. Card number. X, X, <laughs> expiry date. Type of card. Oh, my goodness. Greg, you got any money you can give him? Oh, dual core owner? No. <laughs> you can donate the new computer. What, what would you say about that? Yep. So, for for all of our listeners over in the USA, please write out checks for Shady Industries. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not that poor. We don't need so much support. But, yeah, support is is great. <laughs> um, anyway, just wrapping up. Um, yeah, even from a dual core owner who knows about these kind of things, even though he may not sound uh, very smart at the moment. No offense, Greg. Um, he, he's just a lot, bit, him. He's just, he's just a bit shy on the mic, but um, no. You know, dual cores without the 64-bit uh, OS just aren't worth it, and um, that's all we have to say. Money, you know, money-wise, it's just not worth it, so um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like... If it's half price, then, then, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, if you're going to get a giant discount like you got, then, yeah, who wouldn't splurge oh, yeah. out the money for something that's probably going to be future-proofed? However, in terms of today's market, in terms of the technology available to us today, unless you're one of those guys who have managed to walk into Microsoft unarmed and managed to steal their Vista source code, you ain't getting nowhere with a dual core, in my opinion. 
Um, not that my opinion counts for much because I'm sure there's someone out there who'll have a better opinion than me. But like I said, hey. I really don't find that dual course are worth it. Yeah, so just wrapping up that one. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a little okay. break now, get some water. So uh, see you after the song, I guess. It's a good song, I hear. This is all about tech. And uh, here we are back after that break. And, um, well, we're all feeling a bit silly. Uh, turns out the Google romance was just one of Google's happy little April Fool's jokes. Hope it might have fooled you too because we're feeling mighty foolish. I trusted you, Google! <laughs> ah, Google, every single year they have their silly little April Fool's and I can't believe we didn't even notice. Far out. Um, the, if the way you can check whether it's an April Fool's basically was it said upload your your picture, and um, we tried and it said ha 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 about a thousand times, and then it said you suck. Basically, something to that effect. April anyway, Fools. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Every but, single year, I always fall for an April Fools joke. Uh you got to fall for at least one, otherwise the experience isn't worth it. That's what April Fools is about. Exactly. <sighs> April Fools, learning from your mistakes. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame, shame on, on you. Not the no, ghost. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was no, going to no, say no, the ghost. It's so that's right. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame, shame on, on ghost. the ghost. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's enough it. quoting from Panics. For those who need to know, that's uh, by a company called Rooster Teeth. But people who also make uh, Red vs. Blue, you can find them at um, roosterteeth.com, but they're the competition. So um, if you go to them, I'll find out, and I'll hunt you down. <laughs> um, all right. People acting normal in crazy, crazy ass situations. situations. All right. We're going to our second or third or whatever topic now. Tim's going to launch us into that. Yeah, well, <clears throat> third topic for tonight, and excuse me, I'm a bit hoarse. Had a bit of an interesting break. <clears throat> We're talking about the uh, the new Blu-ray discs and uh, the HDD discs as well, the high definition that is. Um, just really the incredible storage and quality of these new discs because it's just really mind-blowing. I mean, like a couple of months ago, people are going, hey, here I've got this 100-gig hard drive. This is awesome. Now people are going, here I've got this 100-gig CD, you know, or DVD. I mean... It's amazing how technology progresses. Soon we'll have, like, you know, well, what they've got going with the little, you know, DNA smiley faces. But we'll go into that today. <laughs> um, well, what to say? Um, Blu-ray and HD. They're great technology. I mean, it's it's optical media with enough storage to satisfy any person's needs. I mean, what what is it? I think it's Blu-ray is 30, 30 something gigs on one disc. But you're going to get the double-sided um, and dual-layer ones. Hang on a minute. Check that up for us, Greg. Have it open here. I'll just have a look. I think we found our uh, role for Greg. He's the <laughs> checking up man. He's our little resource man. Yes, well... Shut up, you guys. <laughs> that sounded really good. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You sounded like a Brit. I uh, better not offend the Brits. Um, exactly. Well, what to say. Blu-ray versus high-definition. Um, HD DVD. I'm really quite annoyed because... As a consumer, we really have to make the choice. That's about as uh, ultimate as you're going to get it. They're Holy launching them in direct competition to each other. What's that? 
Okay, well, on this site, Blu-ray.com, the, the single layers can hold 25 gigs, while the dual layers can hold up to twice that, which is 50 gigabytes. So, uh, what do you guys reckon? Well, that's nice number crunching from our number cruncher there. <laughs> Just imagine a, Thank you a, very much, a dual-sided double layer Blu-ray disc. I wonder if we'll ever get more than two layers, do you reckon? Well, you could know... Like three layer, four layer. You could, you could even theoretically... Like Blu-ray version 69 or no, something. No, no, no. You could even... Well, you know how there's like... That's it. There's other things other than Blu-ray, like there's Red Ray and that sort of stuff. Red, red Ray? Oh, whatever the other one is. Purple Ray, something like that. Red Ray, the problem with Red Ray is that's normal CDs and DVDs because the Red Ray just has a short of um, yeah, yeah. nanometer. Well, whatever's better, larger. whatever is like comparative to Blu-ray... I mean, theoretically, Wavelength. you could have a writer writing on a Blu-ray, and then you could have a oh, different oh, layer oh, on oh, a different oh, ray. Oh, oh. Nathan. Yep. Nathan. Look it up on. Look it up on. Look it up on a wiki. In about um about halfway, it it has a one hundred, one hundred gigabyte for. Four layer. Four layer. So it actually exists. Four layer. Yep. Okay, hold on. It exists. Looking up Blu-ray. I'm looking up Blu-ray now, so just look it up now. Okie dokie. So anyway. Good old internet. Nice while Noel's nice. looking that up, his website is wikipedia.org. Four and, and eight layers. in... Just type in a Blu-ray into the uh, into the uh, search box. Yeah, right, I've got, I've got right. it. Here, okay, here is the informa- information. Right, this is directly from a Wikipedia article, and we all know how hard it is to get one of them. Nathan Klein, who has his own personal Wikipedia article. Don't tell anyone; it's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, anyway, enough about Nathan. Oh, it's awesome, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, variations in sizes. A single-layer Blu-ray disc, BD, can store enough for approximately four hours of high-definition video with audio. Which is a lot, for those who don't know. Yes, that is the high-definition video with audio. That's, like, insane. (laughs) A dual-layer BD can hold enough for approximately eight hours of HD video. Capacities of 100 gigabytes and 200 gigabytes using four and eight layers, respectively, are currently being researched. So, research, but that's there's information right there. And it even says TDK has already announced oh, a prototype for layer 100 gigabyte disk. Yeah, TDK has already announced, uh, they've already brought out a prototype of one of those. That is four layers, um, I'm assuming, on just one side of the disk. Yep. Imagine double-sided disk. Th- uh, that's like... 400 gigabytes. Eight layers per side. Yep. And then one day we'll get like, I don't know, no, cube no. ray disks or something, and it'll be like... Six sides with like four layers on it. I don't know. Be no, like, we'll, think, eventually we'll have three D storage. Yeah, eventually we'll have three D storage. storage but, That's um, already in production. En- enough about that. Yeah. So basically, Blu-ray is insane. Uh, capacity, you know, capacity is through the roof, bigger than most people's hard drives at the moment. I mean, I've got like a, so hence, I've got two eighty gigs. The reason why when it's out, PS3 is so much money. Ah, now, here we come on to PS3. Now, PS3, um, 
they're releasing the Blu-rays. I'm assuming they're going to be probably releasing uh, Julia ones. Julia? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I've said it many times to those who've been around me and we've been ha- having you know, those coveted console debates on every single forum I've been on to. Yeah, yeah, true. And just the, the cost of those discs is has to be phenomenal. And I mean... I mean, of course they're going to get a discount It'll for buying high. bulk. Yes, it's going to be very expensive. The The players themselves are ridiculous, ridiculously expensive, yeah. if not more than when DVD came out. But, you know, even when we say this, I mean, Sony, they've done it before. I mean, with was it the... The DVD. The, the DVD. PS3 did that. They uh, made that cheap. The, the PS1, was it? Or the PS2? PS, PS2, sorry. Not yeah, PS2. I mean... They brought out DVD. Everyone probably at that time was saying, oh, no, it's too expensive. The players are too expensive. You go in, like, a week after PlayStation, and players are going down because everyone's just going, oh, I don't need to buy that because I can just go out and buy a PS2, you know? So you know, it's a little bit more expensive. You get games in as well. Yeah, yeah. So then people who, well, want, to exactly. sell their, who, who want to sell their DVD players bring the prices down, and then eventually the price of the PS2 goes down. So, you know, there you've got... And what we have today with DVDs that can store, you know, whatever, like a couple of gigabytes, like 4.7. 4.7 yeah. gigs. Or, I mean, or 9.4. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. It's dual Um Seriously, though, out of us guys here, I know we all bought a PS2 somewhat early on. Yes. Before the mini PS2 came out. Which of us can admit here that we yeah. bought it um, with... Uh, you know, that reason in mind to, to watch movies? I would say that... Uh, uh, not really. Well, I would say for... Uh, I use mine as an all-rounder. Yeah, it's at least so... Uh, I can listen to music on it, watch movies, play games, you know. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Tim? Everything like- well, you know, um... Well, when we bought the PS2, all we had was a... Uh, you know, video player, so we used the PS2 for, as a DVD player for quite a while, so, and then we got a DVD uh, ROM, but, um, yeah, PS2 as a DVD player, I mean, it's not that good, it's not that good a one, but it's cost efficient, and you can play games on it, and, um, it's, it's a really good thing, so, I mean, everyone's a bit scared of the PS3 at the moment, and... They're all wondering whether they'll get boomeranged by the controller, which we'll talk about later. But, um, uh, it, it may... Which I reckon they will. Yeah. It, it may turn out to be the, you know, their second greatest marketing ploy in the life of the PlayStation. Here's an okay website. Oi. Hey, here's an okay website. www.ps3portal.com ps3portal.com That's it. Alright, I'll check it out right now. Alright. ps3portal.com Anyway, people, that website, www.ps3portal.com Alright, we're on there. Yeah, we're on it at the moment. Pretty stylish looking little thing. There's a slot up the top. I'm guessing that's the PS3 slot. Worldwide launch. Yep. PS3 to launch worldwide November 2006 for those who aren't checking out the site. And, um, well, Tim talked about the controller. Oh, 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 here's something. 
PlayStation 3 controller undergoing redesign. Yes, which is exactly what I was about PS3 to say. PS3 controller the redesign controller to be shown at E3 2006. The controller is no longer going to be the boomerang. It's changed. Um, that was known for, for a little while now. Um, yeah. Amazing. Not. <laughs> I mean, look at that thing. That picture is absolutely it's ludicrous. Shocking. I haven't seen the PS3 controller before this, but now that I see it, it is a boomerang. Yeah, uh, look at look at it in scale. There's a picture up here with it next to the PS2 that, that is PS3 it. console. That Hang on a minute, guys. Nobody's hands are that big. I just want to ask people. Um, what do you guys reckon of the Revolution controller? Yeah, we, we'll get onto that in just a second. Alright, I just want to say one last thing about Blu-rays. Just to finish up, Blu-rays could either kill or, you know, um, shoot forward the PlayStation 3. I'm, I'm thinking, um, just as a wide thing, Xbox 360, they've got the tricore and that sort of stuff, right? Uh, Revolution, they've got the gyroscopic controller, which we'll get on into, into in a second. PS3, they've got the Blu-ray. And, you know, all of these things could either win the people, win the companies, or make them go under. I, I don't, I just don't know what's gonna happen with the Blu-rays for the PS3. It's a 50-50 toss. Well, I'm actually surprised yeah. because you guys may not have yeah. seen, you, might, you guys may not have been to Electronics Boutique or Games Wizards or Kmart or whatever recently, but the games for the new gen systems, next gen, Xbox 360, 120 bucks each. And 120 like, bucks each? Yeah, and I'm really Who surprised the heck because... Who pay that much for a game after you've had like heaps for the next generation consoles? Yeah, I know. I mean, like, that's about like... 900 bucks. I know, just for a couple for of an, games and a damn console. For an Xbox 360. And like a couple of... Well, yeah. you got to remember we're still up. Uh, because, I mean, think about the price of the PS2 when it was first released. That was like a thousand bucks. Something ridiculous. And people still went crazy over it in Europe. Yeah. Because of the DVD, probably, like we discussed. But... Yeah. Huh, I, I don't know. It's just... I think it seems ridiculous to charge $120 for a game that you're going to be over in like a couple of months anyway. It's like, and you get nothing back for it when you trade it, mind you, but 120 bucks, and I would have thought that Microsoft would be able to force their prices down, if anything, because they're the, you know, them and Nintendo are going to be the ones sticking with the DVD, the good old DVD, the cheap DVD. Yes. It just doesn't make sense to me, I don't know. Anyway, um... I think the disarge will lay in now, though. Cool. Um, on to... Uh, another part of this, which we didn't discuss, we did discuss a bit about next gen, uh, but we have already discussed a bit about the rev controller. But I think now that we have an extra opinion, we're going to go um, all out on controllers this week. Okay, so we see the redesign of the PlayStation 3 controller because they know it looks like a boomerang. We know it looks like a boomerang. The Aborigines use it as a boomerang. No, no, that's a bit racist. I'm sorry, but um, seriously. What the hell was with that controller? Revolu- uh, yeah, the revolution. Sexiest thing ever. I am pretty sure it um, comes attached with... No, I'm not going to say that. But um, you get the idea. Don't it's, it's, okay. even think it's, about it's, saying. It's beautiful. It really is. It's a, It's like uh, the, the, the Nintendo, they're like... They, they build the N64 and they have these 
ugly cartridges. And then they build the GameCube. And, I mean, it's like this little cube thing, but the controllers for it, I mean, people hated or either hated or liked them. Revolution. I mean, uh, even for people who are a bit skeptic, there's just something sexy about it. I don't know who would hate that controller hey. and that system. Hey. Here's the next site. Um, log on to www.google.com. Type in Nintendo. It's yeah, and it's the uh, ninth one or yeah, yeah. It's um halfway. What is um, it? Um. And what it has, is it, what it is says, it, it says, Nintendo Revolution, what we know. Okay, I'm just checking that out now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Engadget, for those who need to know, it's www.engadget.com slash 2005 slash 05 slash 17 slash Nintendo dash revolution dash what dash we dash no forward slash far out. Need to catch my breath after that one. Okay, looking <laughs> at the next gen console, god damn. I it's hot. That. I mean, even with that little mount thing, it's sexy. Um, Let's have a look about uh, the controller here. Okay, um, the prototype is sh larger than the final unit. I just wanted to mention that. Sex A. Um, and see. Nintendo is still finally determining final colors for the console. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. But um, I think we want to check out the, the controller for this. Um, all it's Here's something. All it's no controller was shown, so even though the box looks like... Like the one leaked over the weekend, the accompanying controllers were not presented. Hmm. Well, that's surprising. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, the, um, Nintendo you know, introduced the revolution, um, and, and, and this is what this article's can, on. Can I just mention one thing? For those who do not know, it's also um, Wi-Fi. Yeah, hold on for a sec. For those who don't know, um, Nintendo's controller is what we like to call the TV remote. It's this little sort of, like, rectangular thing that'll fin the palm of your hand, and it's got a trigger on the back, and it's got an A button, and it's got a gyroscope in it, which means wherever you point it, you move on the screen. Like with the old um, guns you used to be able to attach to yeah. systems and stuff like that. guns, yeah. And um, it comes with attachments, like... Most people are going to have an attachment, which is an analog stitch, which you'll hold in your left hand. But um, that controller—it's a re it's really revolutionary idea from Nintendo because no one has actually made um, a, you know, a primary controller with a gyroscope. And the things—and not only is this, but um, there's like thousands of attachments you can put onto this thing. There's like a port for it, and you can have, you know. Things for different games, like I know they might have a SingStar, and you could probably plug in a mic into this thing. I mean, it's really quite cool. So that's what we we're talking about with the controller, and um, yeah. So I just wanted to tell people about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture of the controller in the show notes for those who don't know. That's on the blog. 
shadeinteries.co.nr. Click on the blog and there you can find all the new episodes of the podcast and show notes, etc. I'll post a picture of the Revolution and the controller in the show notes. And, um, well, oh, what can I say? It's a pretty amazing machine. I mean, like, sorry about, um, to those Sony lovers out there, but it kicks the Sony's ass. Certainly does. Majorly. Okay. Um, um, well, we yeah, basically... Yeah, but I, um... I'm just asking... What do you guys reckon, out of the Revolution and the and the Xbox 360... Yeah. Who would you choose? That is such a hard decision, Can and I that's the one I just say one thing before make. we decide? Um, uh, what we really wanted to do in this little segment was discuss all the controls, so I'm going to go into a tiny bit of detail about the other ones. Uh, well, actually, we just discovered then PS3 redesigning their controller, but the boomerang thing, crap. So let's just take out that controller. Um, what are the Xbox controllers? And I must mention that they, all the systems very smartly have gone wireless now, so, uh, it's, it's, there's nothing novel about the wireless factor, but, um, is there, is there anything great? I've heard that, uh, the Xbox, the, um, the center is actually a little screen. Is that true? Like a, the, the the little symbol is a screen. It, yeah, it isn't a screen as such. Oh. It's a, it's just a little Xbox logo with a little circle of lights around yeah, it, showing yeah. you what what controller you have. But my goodness, the controller is beautiful. It's it's a piece of work. I mean, um, they've completely gone out and redesigned the controller. You know, I've got the Xbox logo becoming the little button where you connect and you press that to take you to like the new Xbox Live, which looks absolutely magnificent. I've got to say, mm-hmm. works like a charm. Fast as. The controller is beautiful. It's got four shoulder buttons now. Um, the two top shoulder buttons replace the old black and white buttons down the bottom, so it's much easier yeah, on the thumbs. Yes, you don't have to put your thumbs or anything I, down I, the I very bottom of your controller. It's now, it is, it is remarkably like you know Sony's old design of the PS2 controller, but Microsoft just makes it work so much better. It it molds to it, your hands beautifully. It's is just it still a awesome. dual analog stick? Um, yes, it is still dual analog stick. Um, and they still are off place. Now, I don't know why people didn't like that, but I found that after a little while, your hands really, like, you could thank that controller. Because oh, they're still off place, are they? Yeah, one's a little bit higher than, and the one's a little bit lower. I like that because it just really fits on your hand. It's perfect. Um, and it still pushes out on your hand, so you get that sort of, um, well, how would you, it's really hard to explain, but it's just, it's just so much more comfortable in your hands than any other controller. Um, even I gotta say that the old GameCube controllers and they were pretty amazing. The, I, I really like this new controller. All right. Um. Well, that's that controller. So, um, taking a vote here. Uh, you guys, Revolution controller out of ten. Um, Greg, you want to mm. go first? Yeah. I, um, I have. I have to say about six. About six because, out of ten. I mean, it's a, it's a very, very kind of major, major move. So, like, yeah, I'm almost not sure. I'm almost not sure how how much it will actually actually make. So yeah, but I mean, if it all works out, then yeah. Well, you got you got to remind Nintendo for taking the the step and and going ahead and taking something new. My vote, ten out of ten. <laughs> Not even a thought of that. 
I, I think it's got great possibilities. Well, um, I have to say, unfortunately, we haven't found anything that's remotely like the the opposite to absolute zero, which would be absolute, you know, greatness, absolute hot. So I'm going to have to go 15. So I gather that's more than 10 from Tim. Um, I would do the same, but as some may know me, I'm a little Xbox dude. Okay, um, okay, there we go. Xbox controller, vote out of 10. 10. Oh, Nathan goes 10. Sorry. I'm guessing Greg will have a similar opinion. None. Uh, I'm not really sure. I'd most likely have to give it about 8.5. I just think it's a beautiful piece of work and it deserves every mark that it gets. We have to remind everyone here that Nathan was um, at the launch of Xbox in... uh, Sydney or wherever that is. Yeah, right. The whatever city. that place is in New South Wales, where everyone usually goes. Um, so he has actually tried it. Uh, but, well, plus, you got all these, got all the test consoles scattered throughout all the shopping centres. Now you got plenty yeah. in Kmart, in in Maya, in in all the big, um, you know, department stores. You'll have a, a display Xbox 360 in there. Especially Games Wizards, they have more than anyone else, and they're just hot. Yeah, well, from what I've heard about the Xbox, it seems uh, the Xbox controller it seems to be pretty good, um, pretty good thing. So I'm gonna give it a, uh, I know seven, I think, because it sounds good, but it doesn't sound too different. And I'm always a man for going that extra bit and going different. Yeah. So um, and I don't think we're gonna take a vote on PS3 controllers. Yeah, take a vote. Take a vote. Okay. Well. The PS3 controller that. Oh, hold on, hold on. Are we gonna are we gonna vote on what we think yeah, the new one will be, or well, let's vote on the boomerang because that's something we know. Okay, that will come. well, for the boomerang, what would you say, Greg? Um. Well, because uh, I haven't actually seen a final version, I'd most likely have to give it about a uh, eight. Because I mean. Even though it might look weird, I reckon it actually looks fairly easy to use. But, I disagree. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just so long and the buttons are too placed apart. It's just, it doesn't look easy on your hands at all. They're the sort of controllers you get your cramps on, hand cramps. Yeah, but anyway, what, what's, your, uh, what's your rating for it, Craig? About six. Right, fair enough. I like you because you gave that less than you gave the Xbox controller. Uh, what would you say, Nathan? I'm going to go... I'm going to agree with where I'm going to go six. Well, it has some good things going for it, but right. I just don't like the design. I really... I thought the P, the old PS2 controllers, really, lots of people didn't like them. I thought they were magnificent once you got used to them. Even, they, they always felt much better to me than the Xbox controllers. But um, I tried out... You see, you know how people bring out no-brand controllers that can go with the systems? Well, I tried one of those, and it was actually shaped. It had um, longer handles, and they had a little cross, like this little bridge in between them. But I felt how longer handles feel, and it's really... Um, it's, it's, it just, disturbing. like, it just feels chunky. And you don't want to feel that kind of thing when you're playing it. You want to feel like this little controller in your hand or this little, you know, 
molded to your hand. Um, I know I'm talking a bit about um, uh, GameCube and uh, Rev there, but uh, um, the long sticks, I don't think it's right. So I'm going to go, I know, 4 for the, uh, Rev, uh, the uh, PS3 controller that we know of. But they are redesigning it, so they have realized the problems with it, and um, I don't know, we'll, we'll find out soon. So, uh, yeah, that's all we have to say about the controllers, I guess. Um, we're going to take a break now, because uh, I really need to use the little men's room. And um, <laughs> I think we will have a tiny bit of a music interval and be back in five. So, um, see you in a sec. This is all about tech. Alright, um, we're back. I'm feeling relieved. Nathan's feeling relieved. We're all feeling relieved. Especially the uh, the girl we have in the basement. I'm She's feeling, feeling relieved. Very relieved. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't even need to get up to feel relieved. This chair's very comfortable now. Yes. Um, nice. Uh, it's a good smell coming out of there. It's good. <laughs> yes. Nothing like podcast and soiling yourself in a comfortable leather chair. Anyway. We are doing. We are going on to our our new topic for this week, our speculation topic, speculating on uh, games that or games and other sort of things, technology that we uh, that hasn't been uh, publicized very much about. Well, it has, but it hasn't come out. So we're just thinking. I wonder what that'll be like. I mean, lots of this is speculation, but this is our specu- special speculation topic. Uh, try saying that one ten times fast. Anyway. <laughs> We are we're doing a little segment about StarCraft Ghost at the start, and then we're going to go into Super Smash Brothers just because we thought we might tie them in together. Um, um, yeah, so StarCraft Ghost, well, that looked magnificent with the screenshots I saw of it, and then they go and they, um, they say, oh, we've sacked the team and we're redesigning it, so I don't know what they're planning, but it's going to be big. Well, um, I guess we're all hoping it's going to be big because, I mean, it's it's been advertised pretty damn big lately. Um, there's been a lot of work going to this, many years of, you know, professionals doing their bit to get this game, you know, good, and we're still waiting for it. So um, whether we'll actually see the game itself is a wonder. It's probably just, I don't, I don't know. It maybe, is a ghost. Well, maybe Google should buy it and just put a beta tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh... Yeah, so, uh, Greg, do you want to, like, yeah. look up some information on it, just quickly? Because uh, that's, sure. that's your part in this podcast. It's a good part. Shady Industries regrets to inform you that we have a new resource manager. His name is Greg Swalwell. He crunches numbers, and he gets the leads. You should be a journalist when you grow up. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, while we're anyway... Wait- while we're waiting for Greg, sorry, that's a bit of a tangent that we like to go off on. By the way, a tangent is a uh, part of a circle. Look Some, that up on somehow. Google. <laughs> yeah. Um, Super Smash Brothers no. as well. <laughs> while Greg's, while Greg's <laughs> doing okay. his bit. Oh, wait, okay, no, he's yeah. got it. I have something here. www.blizzard.com forward slash starcraft forward slash. That's the official site for anyone who needs to know. Yeah, go on, Greg. No, do you want to look it up? Go, go for it, Greg. Yes, you boys look it up. Where is the stuff? I'm too lazy. Oh, fine, I'll look it up. Yeah. Okay. So, so for, for four of our listeners, that site is 
www.blizzard.com forward slash Starcraft forward slash Well, I am opening it right now. Looking at the StarCraft Ghost page. Mm, well, mm, not meh. exactly. No, well, actually, it's Blizzard's homepage, but it says current projects. World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, eh? Mm. Bet all you World of Warcraft fans are looking, to that, looking forward to that one. None of us here actually play World of Warcraft because we have better things to do with our money. It's too expensive, for one thing. You could say that, but that would just be evil. No, give us all your money. Everything. <laughs> yes, but uh, what would you say that address was, man? Log on to StarCraft again. www.giveusallyourmoney.com. Uh, I've already so, been to that one, and now I don't have any money to give away. We can all hop on World of Warcraft, right? <sighs> Greg, you're such a con. Ah, okay. Starcraft, Starcraft, Starcraft. I've got everything else but Starcraft. Uh, a few more sites, not about Starcraft. Uh, a few more, and Blizzard.com. Greg. Greg, what's the site again? The site is www.blizzard.com forward slash Starcraft forward slash. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. It's a bit of a boring part of the show, but um, we're getting on to it now. A um, galaxy in chaos. Ooh, sounds... Sexy. Scary. Sounds sexy. Well, you could cross them together, you can get scary sex. <laughs> okay. Alright. There goes the clean tag. <laughs> yep. Bye-bye. Um, so we're looking at it here, and um, mm-hmm. there's not much information on Ghost, but... Uh, no, no, not very much at all. Back yeah. to Google, boys and girls. Well, while these guys are doing that, I'm just going to go on my little tangent again about uh, speculating Super Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers on Rev. Everyone wants it. Everyone's hoping for it. I mean, what is going to happen? Oh, wait, we found a proper StarCraft Ghost site now. Sorry. Hmm. It's called StarGhost.com. It's just a site that someone's made all the news that they can possibly find on StarCraft Ghost. So hopefully we'll find Check something out the on here. We've got some screenshots here. Have a look at some of the screenshots. All the screenshots. right. You this got that is a very, very nice site, guys. Oh, some good screenshots coming out of here. Oh my goodness, jeez, that looks where, good. Where, 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 where? Looks like a nice game. That's um, starghost.com slash screen1.php um, for a direct link straight to the screenshots. Um, there's more than yeah, one Yeah, pretty page. nice screenshots, no? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Seriously, this game looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it looks very, very good, and I it mean, looks like all the time it's, it's not gone to waste. Yeah, all the, all the different types of things like... Oh, jeez. That's that, really, really cool. That thing looks pretty scary. <laughs> there's this big, there's this beef, beefy uh, Protoss guy staring at me with this evil smile on his face. Yeah, and he, ha- he hasn't been eating his wee because you can see his rib cage. Bad dog. <laughs> anyway. This has been a very boring segment. I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to everyone who's listening out there. We've just rooted this up. Okay. Okay, okay. Start off on a good note, come on. We're, we're just going to start again a bit. Starcraft Ghost looks good. I mean, she looks like a mega hottie. 
And, um, you know, we always like hot people in the games. I mean, Lara Croft absolutely jackpotted uh, Tomb Raider. But uh, StarCraft Ghost, there's just, like, all the different characters you can be. I mean, um, uh, well, let's have a look at the storyline. Hold on. In StarCraft Ghost, players take the role of Nova, a lethal ghost operative skillfully trained in the arts of espionage and tactical combat. Well, Nova, of course, is that hottie McHotHot. <laughs> 20 years of ruthless physical conditioning. Can I, can I just say one thing? Do you find every single female game character <laughs> that has anything to do with any Nintendo system hot? <laughs> no. No answer. Nathan, <laughs> no comment. Nathan, I reckon that. I reckon that the answer is very obviously yes. <laughs> What about you, Greg? No comment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, delayed response created the humor there. <coughs> Shaking shirt. Anyway, okay, um, storyline. Um, sorry, twenty years of ruthless, ruthless physical conditioning and techno psychological instruction have made Nova a being of terrifying potential. With the help of a determined group of allies, players follow a series of story-driven missions engaging in a deadly mix of planetary battles and dangerous solo operations. To complete their mission objectives, players must execute intelligent tactical decisions while mastering an advanced arsenal of sophisticated weaponry. Key okay. features in StarCraft Ghost yeah, hold, I just want to comment on that. <laughs> just from that right there, sounds like... And I've been saying this since I first heard about StarCraft Ghost... Okay, the guys at Blizzard, they've just gone, um, okay, look how much Hitman's getting. That's a pretty good game, except everyone, and, and Splinter Cell and that sort of thing, except everyone thinks it's too focused on the spies, so why don't we even it out a bit? And they've created a game like that, which has multiplayer, where you can go around, like, shooting up, blowing up but you can also be really, um, stealthy and everything, so they've just tried to include everything in the game, and it looks like they've succeeded pretty well. Uh, key features in StarCraft Ghosts. Revolutionary new style of gameplay featuring enhanced physical and psionic abilities. Hostile environment suit designed to magnify strength, agility, and speed. Over-the-top special effects <laughs> offer... <laughs> <laughs> it actually says over-the-top. Offer stunning visuals and unparalleled tactical realism in print. Immersive 3D environments showcase rich textures and highly stylized character models. Unique cooldown abilities allow players to target large-scale attacks from the ground. Cool. A deeply involving storyline set in Blizzard's gritty sci-fi Starcraft Ghost uni uh, Starcraft universe. So, what do you guys think of that, Nathan? What if this? Uh, I'm, I'm just um, sort of drifting off then. I'm just thinking about com what a yep, game like are, guys. Com combining it. A StarCraft and a World of Warcraft. If, if Blizzard would ever consider the possibility of making a massively multiplayer online game, maybe that's maybe that's the direction for this. Maybe they're heading, you know, Wizard, uh, Bli uh, Wizard Blizzard, blah, blah, blah. Well, they are pretty much wizards. I mean, come on. <laughs> How much money are they freaking making? I mean, seriously. Oh, too much. Too much. Well, you, you saw the direction that World of, uh, that Warcraft headed in. You know, you've yeah. got your... Yeah, it's enough. become more and more multiplayer with every so single release, actually, and there you go. Yeah, you're right. You never know. StarCraft goes after this once it's released. It might, it may not be a massively multiplayer. Like yeah, it's they, probably more centered around just, the multiplayer. They might, the even, they might upgrade it to MMORPG, and then you'd have, like, the classes, like in World of Warcraft. I mean... That would that, be mega, mega cool. Yeah, so it, that'd be sort of like the the way Battlefield goes with 
Battlefield, they had their 1942, which is sort of old-style, like World of Warcraft, sort of old-style fighting. Then they went into their Battlefield 2, which is kind of 2000-era. And then they're even going further than that and doing Battlefield 2142, which looks really good. We have the trailer for that. That's in our next um, speculation topic. But, yeah, games like that, like, um, yeah, maybe they're choosing to do the same path that they've done with uh, World of Warcraft, with uh, Star... You know, World of Starcraft, you know? So, um, Greg, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's okay. Like, I mean, because I've always reckoned that the MMO market is always kind of for more um, non-modernized type of things. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like games like it's really um, really limited to RPG games, like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Really lots has of MMOs. Lo- mo- most of the RPG games are usually set in you know swords and like Middle Ages kind of times because you've got your real quest adventure type. Yes, thing. because like otherwise the, there's no object to going on forever, is there? Yeah, like these other ones, it's just like you know. The you, only get tra- you get transported to this place, and then you've got this big rocket launch, and you blow up crap, you know. But I think StarCraft Ghosts may be able to do, um, because they may be able to have it in space, because, I mean, it is feasibly possible, but no one's really tried it before, I think is the real thing. No one's ever been brave enough to upgrade it into sci-fi, because I've always said uh, fantasy, like, um, you know, World of Warcraft... I've always said that sci-fi is just, you know, older fantasy, so it's not really that much different. The only game that's ever really dared to clash with the genre of, you know, the the single genre of MMOs is uh, Matrix Online, really. Or you've, I guess you've also got The Sims Online, but that sort of, like, up and died, didn't it? Jeez, never really heard anything about that. Yeah. Matrix Online really died, too, unfortunately. I mean, it was... Yeah. yeah it was yeah, nothing like, I mean, that it was hyped up to be. It looked, like, so good. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't mind actually having a whirl on that game, but I mean, which one, yeah, Sims like, Online or Matrix Online? Matrix Online. Yeah, the screenshots made it look so good, but I actually had a chance to play it yeah. as a beta, and I really like. Was really quite disappointed with the way it turned out. I mean, there was barely anyone on half the time. I don't know. That's yeah. just my experience. Yeah. Probably just my crappy internet. All right. Well, I think we're going to move on from this topic. It's very interesting, though. Um, we may continue it in a later episode. Um, but now we're going to talk about the possibility of a Super Smash Brothers on the Revolution, which we're all definitely expecting because um, it seems that the Super Smash Brothers series has become one of um, uh, you know Nintendo's major selling points. So, uh, what do you guys think? I'm just the scope of that game would just be absolutely huge when it hits the revolution. That would be a real killer if it was a launch game. The only, the only thing um, with the gyroscope, I think that maybe the the uh, the Super Smash Brothers might have to change the format because you know how you have multiple fighters on the screen at the same time. I think the the revolution controller is really quite a, a controller base for a first person shooter sort of style uh of gameplay so they may have to redesign the game but uh you were saying the scope of the game yeah well, you see you've got your games like 
you know, your, your games like F Zero GX or, mm. you know, your good old action games on the Nintendo, on the any Nintendo system, they will work perfect with the, with the gyroscope, but. Yeah, time splitters. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, all of those games are just going to be absolutely fantastic. But the thing about Super Smash Bros. is it's such a a vastly different game to anything else on the Nintendo. It's very different. It's it's different to any other game anywhere. It is, again, something that Nintendo has dared to try and dared to take the chance that they're going to fail. And they've succeeded. They've done a good job. It's like taking the arcade thinking of, you know, I mean, like, it's kind of... The games that still have multiple fighters on the screen are, screen are like Street Fighter and, uh, well, not Street Fighter, but, you know, like Capcom versus SNK and those kind kind of games, you know, Soul Calibur, stuff like that. But Nintendo have made it, like, just so different because they've used, like, games characters with all these special abilities. It's It's basically bringing an arcade sort of style and then imbuing all these known uh, Nintendo characters into this one thing, and it's really created quite a fascinating and enjoyable game. Yeah, it's it's wildly addictive. It's a it's a great game. And um, what I was saying was, I just... Sometimes you just got to wonder whether Nintendo will actually bring out some decent games for the launch titles, because, I mean, in past, on past consoles, the launch titles for their yeah, systems ha- yeah, have exactly. been kind of disappointing. I mean, they have such good games behind yeah, them. I know, like, that's what I've realised as well. They have, the, the they're some of their games, it's exactly like Greg said, you know, Greg obviously agrees, and I'm sure many other people are out there, the, their games are awesome. Everyone can agree they're classics. If not, almost all the games that you hear about are classics. And it's just disappointing to see that Nintendo always seems to release assistance with, like, some never heard of crap games and, and have have none of their decent games in the lineup. I think if Revolution changed that, if Nintendo really thought about it and and kicked off with some really awesome games, that would get Revolution where it needed to go. It would hit Microsoft and Sony where it hurt. Yeah. And that would be great. So to what, see. Do you, what do you think, Greg? Hmm. Okay. I reckon that if Nintendo managed to, to, to release some half-decent release titles, then, yeah, like, they can most likely give Microsoft a uh, run for its money. But if not, then, then I reckon that Microsoft will most likely hold, hold onto its... Hold on to it, so it's 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 area. Even know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you you got to remember that Sony is probably still the one who's ahead, but no one really gives a crap about Sony, so we're not going to bother talking about them. But exactly like you said, if Nintendo really tries hard, they're going to give Microsoft a run for their money. But I think the reason they you know they they're waiting behind is they always seem to wait just the right moment when it when it's going to hit Microsoft the hardest, just to. You know, to kick out something that that is just gonna, you know, affect affect people like no other game could. Nintendo really has a knack for for writing games that just hit any other company right where it hurts. And mm. Nintendo has a just a history of quality and a history of just great games that are just enjoyable and they last forever. And that is, there's nothing like some Nintendo games. I mean, mm. yeah, I think, yeah, well, like like I mean. Uh, 
with the awesome ones. They'll always have his awesome multiplayer. Yeah, that that but, was yeah that was like um it, while everyone was on the this is N sixty four I'm talking about here while everyone was playing like their PS two or um I don't know what PS one back then wouldn't it. Uh, I think PS2 was around with uh, N64 because it was a really early release. Well, but oh, PS1 and and everyone was like doing bugger all with Microsoft, playing on their computers. You know, people were having fun playing these multiplayer games with like, I mean, <coughs> freaking GoldenEye, the one of the greatest games ever. I mean, I know all the other James Bond games after that weren't very good, but GoldenEye was such. Such an amazing, uh, amazing multiplayer game, and um, yeah, and also um, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark. I mean, that was just that was beautiful. That was an amazing game. That <laughs> that I still play that today, and still enjoy it. I mean, the graphics they're not that great, but the gameplay it was just the best multiplayer game you could have hoped for. Um, for, you know, and then, like, it's just such great games, and I don't know, they're gonna, now that they've got the controller mastered again, I think they're really gonna shoot forward with their FPSs, but, um, for Super Smash Brothers, I don't know what they're gonna do with that, but it's, it's gonna be good. Yeah, well, people may have noted recently that Microsoft has, you know, Taken a stranglehold of the Perfect Dark series with the new, you know, Perfect Dark Future. Or what is it? Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, that's it. Perfect Dark Zero. Just like Coke Zero. I think we can all see where that's coming from. Everything has zero in the end of it now. Just, I'll never understand it. Absolute I don't know. zero. It's a, yeah. Tim's good old absolute zero. That's our that's our catchphrase for this episode. Um, it's like Sesame Street. The word for the day: absolute zero. Yay! Anyway. Thanks, Big Bird. Seriously though, um, ah, Sesame Street. It's really sad to see to these. Sorry, he said he used to love Sesame I Street. I used to, I used to love that show. Oh, mate, I still do. I still watch it all the time. I know it's a great show. Really? Go on. Yeah, I, I just have this awesome high D card in my in my computer, just twenty four seven, just downloading Sesame Street <laughs> episodes from the archive. That's that's what anyway, I call technology. When he anyway. says Sesame Street, he means Wisteria Lane. Desperate Housewives. Anyway, that was really, really bad. Um, anyway, so seriously, it's it's kind of sad these days to see some classics getting ruined, and it it really does appear. I'm I'm sure it doesn't appear just to me, but that Nintendo is the only people who seem to be able to just t- grab a hold of a classic and and chuck it out and churn games from it, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time and and not ruin it because. I mean, they had Goldeneye for a second, and then EA Games bought it. it and now it's crap. Yeah, they they just redid titles. But when Nintendo redoes the titles, it's just like Hollywood movies, all right? You get this great first one, like The Gods Must Be Crazy. That was a hella great first movie. You get the second one, it's crass. I mean, there's a few funny jokes here and there, but it's just crap because they the thing with the first thing is it's different. It's out there. But then they go, okay, let's do a different and out there again, but it's actually exactly the same as the last film, so um, it's not really building on the last film. So just like Halo, 
okay, it wasn't really different in out there, but it was a great game. That it was really good. Halo Two. I mean, it's just the same thing over again. I mean, and a pretty shoddy storyline to support it as well, as um, many people have you know felt very strongly about that. But um, with the with Super Smash Brothers, you get this first one. It's great. You get this second one. It's even greater. I mean, it's still the same formula, but they put all this, like, it's just, they put different things into it, and it, they improve it so well that you just, you're just blown away by it, and you want to play it even more. Yeah, seriously, just, it's just Nintendo. They just, oh. they just Those make everything just Japanese. so good. <laughs> they just, everything that buy them is just quality and nothing but. You never get anything bad from them. Well, you probably do, but you never hear about it. Exactly. <laughs> if there is something bad, they normally, like, get rid of it and pretend it never existed. Drop it like a log on fire. Uh, what do you reckon, Greg? It's just really sad. Yeah. Yeah, boys. Look, guys. I'm just wasted up this end. Good old Greg on the wacky very, again. Very, very well, um, speaking of wasted... I think we should wrap up the show for uh, for today. Um, so so I. that's that's the, that's our speculation topic done. Um, for next week, our speculation topic will be on Battlefield twenty one forty two and Twilight Princess. What oh, we think of those yeah. two games? Um, we will we will give you a surprise on the website. I.e., we haven't really thought of one yet. Um, uh, we're going to continue to talk a little bit once we've done a bit more research on StarCraft Ghost. Um, and is there anything you want to add to that? I think we'll have a bit more stuff. Nate? Um, I was actually thinking we could talk about just some Oblivion. of the technology that we've been all looking forward oh, yes, to. Yes. Oh, yes, Oblivion. We are talking... Oblivion. We, we are Oblivion. Having- yes, Oblivion God, definitely. I am so talking about Oblivion. Our, our friend Greg here will be our inside man, a two-week trial of Oblivion, and he'll tell us what it's like um, give us a rating. Yes, he'll give us a rating. I mean, because it's a kind of MMO setup, but it's only RPG. We might do this like every week or something. Oh, we'll yeah. just have like review a game in depth for two weeks or so, or That's a week, a good idea. and just give it a rating at the end. Okay, uh, what were you going to say though? New technology. Um, I was just thinking about maybe we could just do a segment next week on technology that we've been looking forward to for so long, and it's just been ditched on us and given another release date. I.e., Sony and the PlayStation Three and the delayed re- release date. And the big one that everyone is complaining and annoyed about, and I'm sure we can all guess what it is. Vista. How could it not be? Windows yes. Vista disappoints us again. Well, um... Ah, Vista, Vista. 2007 now. Yeah. I mean, 2007. Crap. I mean, I want to get that because it has Halo 2 on the computer finally, but you know, 2007, I think I might be dead by then. I, I mean, really having... Not having this liver is really hurting me. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's what we'll do for next week. We better wrap it up now. I'm getting the signal to wrap it up from our director. Um, so thank you all for coming here. Our website, www.shadyindustries.co.nr. We've done a recent redesign on it, so it's looking brighter and better than ever. Um, we're not... We're Currently, not really working on the next next Halo episode. We are writing a script for it, but we haven't been into filming yet, so just hold on a bit. And um, uh, we have a few more new things that will be coming out soon. Uh, comics, uh, games. Um, few, few new um, software programs, things like yes, that. Yes, and just also... Editions. 
um, Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield Madness is going to come out soon. And Yay, Unre- finally. <laughs> yes, we have been waiting a long time for that one. That's going to be a big team effort, that one. And also, UT Natural Selection. Natural Selection has come from right. the Shady Industries. Okay, oh, yeah. well, that's going to have to wrap it up for today because we've gone a bit over time because we do actually have a time limit over here even though we're pretty amateur. So, um, <laughs> I'm Jim Evans. I'm Nathan Klein. And I'm Greg Swalwell. And this has been... All About Tech.